in this episode of Grab Life by the Controller. We will travel the world tracking down worthy opponents in our quest to become the world warrior. So grab your gloves, power up your Hadouken, and get ready to grab life by the controller. Now, Street Fighter made its way into the arcades in 1987. It followed Ryu, or Ryu, however you choose to say his name, in his fighting adventure. Second player could also join was his rival Ken. Street Fighter introduced a combat arsenal containing three types of punch and kicks, as well as three different special attacks. Ryu traveled through five countries to challenge ten opponents on his way to the top. The original cast of characters included Ryu, Ken, Retsu, Geki, Joe, Mike, Lee, and Gen. There wasn't much to Street Fighter, but Street Fighter was a game that was fun and innovative at the time, and it was good enough that it warranted a sequel. Street Fighter 2 was released in 91, was the first fighting game to let you select from a multitude of characters, was also the first fighting game to include a female main character. Up until this time, the majority of female characters had been damsels in distress or small-time villains such as Poison from Final Fight, who coincidentally made her way into Street Fighter later on. Street Fighter 2 introduced characteristics that gave characters their own fighting style and 30 or more moves. This introduced grappling to the player's moveset. As soon as you defeated the regular 7 challengers, you would face 4 opponents not listed on the player select screen. Various versions of Street Fighter 2 have raked in over $10 billion for the franchise. And as far as I could find, it was Capcom's best-selling franchise from 91 to 2008. Now it is second behind the Resident Evil series. Now, fun fact, the American boxer Balrog was originally named Mike Bison, but worries about likeness lawsuits... Uh, from Mike Tyson, led them to change the name. Vega was originally named Balrog, and M. Bison was originally named Vega. Are you still following me? Street Fighter began in 87 and is still prevalent today. Not only in their own franchise, but also teaming up with Marvel characters, having puzzle fighting spin-offs, and even having their characters make cameos in other games, such as Super Smash Bros., but these are all subjects for other episodes. Street Fighter 2 totally blew its predecessor out of the water in popularity, eventually turning Street Fighter into a multi-million dollar franchise. Do you know how many versions of Street Fighter 2 there are? There's Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Now, this game was ported to the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, where people like me had the opportunity to fight from the comfort of their own home without pumping in tens of... I don't even know how much money I pumped into that game. But that game changed my life. The version of Street Fighter 2 that is known as the Champion Edition 
brought in the ability to finally play as the four boss characters. And now, two players are available to choose the same character. Now, when I would choose a character that my friend would already have, my character would have a different outfit. Uh, color change, you know, just slight variations, which was fun because you could be your own rival in the game. Here's another little fun fact. The Super Street Fighter II character, T-Hawk, at the time was the only character that was designed and implemented by Capcom of America. Now, he is a Native American from Mexico whose homeland was taken over by Shadow Lou. And that gave him the passion and the drive to go against M. Bison. A little bit of backstory. The original characters, Ken and Ryu, are best friends from childhood. And they trained at the same dojo for a long time. Both trained under, I believe it's pronounced Gaokin. Now, Ken and Ryu are fierce rivals. But they also keep each other in check. Ryu has a dark side. And anytime he needs help pulling himself back, Ken's always there. Now, Ken isn't Ryu's only friend. Now, Guile greatly respects Ryu. And that respect is shared. Chun-Li deeply admires Ryu. Because he will never give up. And he fights with passion and he fights for his goals. Now, Kami, Dan, Oro, Sakura, Fei Long, they all respect Ryu because of his dedication. I think we all have a dedication to this game. This game has been a part of our lives. 1991. That's a long time. That's a long time for a game franchise to stay on top where it is. Street Fighter not only had to fight its way through the arcades, but it also had to prove its worth against such games as Mortal Kombat, War Gods, Primal Rage. It also had to find itself fighting against its own company. Uh, Street Fighter versus Marvel, Capcom versus Marvel, and that whole franchise had to go against Darkstalkers. But it always came on top because of its ever-changing, ever-evolving fighting styles and graphical content. I still remember the first time I got to experience Street Fighter 2. I walked across the street to my gas station. I grabbed me a bag of penny candies, got me my cherry Coke, and I headed back towards the arcade. There was this brand new arcade cabinet. Flashy, bright, colorful. I'd never seen anything like it before. On one side it had Blanca, kind of as a realistic humanoid monster character. His green skin, his bright orange hair. He was in chains that had broken to escape from wherever. I had no idea. On the other side, it had Chun-Li 
looking as gorgeous as ever. On the front, it had Ryu and Ken with their Hadoukens coming towards each other. And right at the bottom of the screen, there was a move list for all the characters. Watching the gameplay before I inserted my quarters, I had never been more impressed. The cartoony, comic book style graphics had a realism to them. Shaded, muscular. You could tell everyone's fighting passion from just watching that. I remember being pushed to the side by a guy that had a denim jacket, had a patch on the back that I can't remember what it was, but he was kind of scary looking. He was enough to intimidate me from moving away from the machine, which I was okay with. I took my quarters and I backed away just to watch the gameplay. The only thing that I remember vividly was hearing the sound, Hadouken, Hadouken, Hadouken. He had found a way to kind of cheat the system. He pushed his opponent in the corner. His opponent never stood a chance because he couldn't get away. Anytime he'd start to get up, wouldn't have a chance to block because he'd have another Hadouken coming his way. It was fantastic, but it scared me at the same time because I did not want to put my quarters in and go against him just to die in 60 seconds. It was things such as this that actually inspired Capcom to come up with different versions of the game. People had exploited things in the system to make it cheap, not to mention all the second-hand companies that were pirating and bootlegging Street Fighter. It was that big. People knew that they had to cash in on it. And that's why we ended up with Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Hyper Fighting. Not only did it improve on the combo system... It gave us the ability to block so people wouldn't be as cheap as they are, and then we could get our money's worth out of it. This game had me hooked. I had such a strong desire to play this game, to get as good as the guy in the denim jacket, that I would scrounge up change anywhere that I could. Under couches, under couch cushions, I'd go through my laundry to see if any spare change had fallen out. And then I would go across the street, and I would practice my moves. Now, I loved Ryu because of the Hadouken and all the other stuff that I can't pronounce right. But my all-time favorite fighter was Chun-Li. At the time, before they switched arcade cabinets to something that you couldn't be cheap in, I would get my opponent in the corner, and I would just kick the crap out of her with her lightning kick. And then if I needed to push my opponent back there, I would do her Hadouken or I'd do her spinning bird kick. She was an incredible fighter. She was my first video game love. As excited and as passionate as I was about Street Fighter 2, the arcade game, I was even more stoked when I found out that it was on the Super Nintendo. 
I still remember where I was the day that it came out. Now, it was ported in 1992. And I got a call from my friend Brett. He said, you have to get over here right now. Didn't tell me a reason why. He just said that I had to go over. Now, Brett would spend a lot of his time at at the arcade across the street from my house with me. We had pumped in so many quarters. After school, we were there. On weekends, we were there. Doesn't matter if we were there for five minutes or half an hour. We were polishing our skills as a street fighter. Now, I dropped everything, asked my parents if I could go. I was on my bike, and away I went. Now, Brett and I, we were all but family at the time. So, I had a secret knock where I could knock on his door and just walk in. And his family would know, hey, Brett's friend's here. So, I run to his room, and there on his TV was Super Street Fighter 2. My jaw dropped, hit the floor, and he said, grab a paddle, buddy. To me, the Super Nintendo version will always hold a magical place in my heart. The way that it brought the street fighting life to the smaller screen was absolutely perfect. The graphics, the music, everything felt like you had your own arcade machine. The only thing that was different was the controller. Now... Brett ended up getting a pro pad, I believe it was called, a hyper-fighting joystick controller for the Super Nintendo. He got pretty cheap with it, but half circles aren't hard on a D-pad. Now, so many people have a story just like Brett and I, because the home system ports... Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis and Mega Drive platforms sold over 14 million cartridges. I know it holds a special place in so many people's hearts and in their collections. Now, my producer Peaches didn't grow up with fighting games. She was raised in a house where, you know, violence bad. Paperboy, good. So, I have had her sit down and play on the Super Nintendo. So, let's get her thoughts on this. Alright, so as promised, I have in studio my producer, Peaches. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. (laughs) He just said, as promised, so. It is a treat. It's always a treat. (laughs) So... Remind us of your gaming background. What kind of games you grew up playing? Um, I grew up playing PC and NES. No Super Nintendo in there? No, I played Super Nintendo. Um, I think PC was, like I was saying before, PC was like my earliest. Because I didn't get my um, NES till I was later. And then, yeah, I got a Super Nintendo. I actually, it wasn't mine. Um, I had a really cool neighbor move in, and he had a Super Nintendo, and he was older, so he let me borrow it because 
Yeah, and so I played it all the time. What kind in my playhouse? What kind <laughs> of games would you play in your playhouse? <laughs> um, I honestly can't remember. Like, was fighting games your genre? No. That is the point I am getting okay, to. Okay. Yes. Now, I had you on special assignment, didn't did. I? Yes. Okay. Would you like to tell us a little bit of what I had you do? So you had me play the original Mortal Kombat? Nah. Dang it. <laughs> Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> Super Street Fighter 2 that is available on the SNES. But that's the original, right? Isn't that what you were that's, telling me? That's the original fighting okay. game. So uh, Street Fighter came out and then... The follow-up to that was Street Fighter 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is what we're about. This is what this podcast is about. Educating, getting people to know. Yeah, fighting games definitely are not my, my thing. Well, and by, by you mixing up Street Fighter with Mortal Kombat, I mean, it still shows. <laughs> what is your beef with fighting games. Okay, it's the button mashing. I need to like, be able to level up my guy. So that's what I like. I like leveling up my guy. I don't want to just sit there being like, oh, then I push those buttons in the right direction. But can you see how this game would have affected a lot of people? Oh, yeah. No, and I see the appeal to teenage boys back in the 80s, <laughs> 90s, whenever it came out. Uh, I, I take it you are <laughs> talking about the costumes on the female warriors. Yeah. I think, yes, I am. I definitely see how they got their, how they drew in their audience. Well, Street Fighter Two originated in Japan, and they don't have the same moral code that we have over here when it comes to like the way warriors dress. Yeah. I mean it to some extent I think sex sells, but I think on here it's cultural difference as well. Yeah. So I mean Chun Li's got the slits up her side so she can kick because that's her style of martial arts. Yeah. So they didn't have leggings back then. No, but she is wearing tights. So. Is she? Because that's who I like to play. I like her. Yeah, I was just going to get to what did you like about the game? Like, what could you see, aside from the females, <laughs> that would interest its audience? I mean, it's definitely intriguing and makes you want to be able to beat those guys. It really does. Yeah. It, it gets, it taps into your competitive nature. Exactly. It's like, oh, I will get you. And then they're like, oh, we told you. It's the smack talking that they do. And then you start smack talking to a computer and it's okay. And then you rage quit. Yeah, exactly. Because the computer's being cheap. <laughs> now, you said your favorite character was Chun-Li. Yeah. What appeals to you about her character? I don't know. I just, I think, okay, fine. Here it goes. I like her looks. See, that's what it is. I didn't choose some ugly dude to fight with. <laughs> I chose 
you chose a sexy some, lady. Like, you chose someone it. who is attractive, yeah. who's young, and who can kick some butt. Yeah. I was going to fight with some ugly guy if I was going to lose. I was like, well, at least I look pretty while I'm losing. Now, I <laughs> are, are you referring to Zangief or to Blanca? Blanca's a green monster with the orange hair. Um, the one that you said is from North America. Oh, Guile. Guile. And with then, the hair. Yeah, and then whoever else I was fighting. like that. I think it was it the was orange guy. Okay. Green with orange hair. Now, before we go, what do you think people would have thought about this game when it came out? Like, graphically? Oh, graphically, it's amazing. Like, I think that that definitely stays up at the time because there's, like, you can tell what they're doing. It's not just, like, a little Mario, you know? It's like, is he running or is it just the background moving? Like, they actually... That is the beauty of 16 bits. (laughs) It's amazing. It twice the bits is your Nintendo Entertainment System. So, but I do have a question. I do have an answer. Because you played it in the arcade, right? Yes. Okay, so was it the arcade when you did like the roundhouse kick or whatever, like the button mashing? Did you have the joystick or was it actually um, the it, keypad? In the arcade, you had a joystick and then six buttons. Okay. Where on the Super Nintendo controller, you have the D-pad, four buttons in the controller, and then two buttons on top. You've got your heavy kick and your heavy punch uh, on You can top. use the top buttons? You can use the top buttons. Well, maybe that's why I kept losing. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you just saying I suck even, <laughs> even if I knew I could use all the buttons? I'm, I'm saying it'd take you a little bit because it's not your genre. No. So you would have to learn button configurations. Yeah. And I, I think you could actually do well. Because didn't I knock you out one time? We're not discussing that <laughs> right now. So I'd like to thank Peaches for taking the time out of her busy schedule to play a game that is not her style. And I think we as people, as adults, need to accept more changes when it comes to what we're familiar with branch out try new things if you're into you know newer games try some older stuff there's some gems out there if you're strictly into older games try some new stuff there's hue on playstation that is an incredible game that i will actually do a podcast about later but it's all about branching out finding things that you like and grabbing life by the controller. Like to thank everybody for listening. Find us on Instagram. You guys have a good night. Seriously, thank you guys for listening to the show. If you have any feedback, if you want to talk about gaming, period, if you have ideas for titles that you'd like to hear on future podcasts, get a hold of us at Grab Life by the Controller on Instagram or on Twitter. Once again, Thanks.